following presentation is supported in part by Pioneer Roofing of Johnson Creek, Wisconsin and Quick Trip. This is John and Robin Boyles of Celebrate Libraries with a New Ways to Dream podcast. Today we're visiting with Library Director Abby Armour in Johnson Creek, Wisconsin. Johnson Creek Public Library is one of 24 member libraries in the Bridges Library System, a state-funded library system in southeastern Wisconsin. Abby, thanks very much for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. So maybe we could begin by your describing where Johnson Creek is located and what is the community known for. Also, if you could give us an idea what the population size is. So Johnson Creek is located on I-94, exactly between Madison and Milwaukee. They, uh, the community is 2,997 people, so we just need one more family to move in. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it, it's uh, known for, we've got a massive outlet mall um, in the town, as well as the other half of the town is the cutesy small town factor. We drove through it. It's a beautiful small town. We really enjoy it. Um, when was your library built and how many square feet is it? So my library is um, actually shares a building with the village. The library itself is about 3,200 square feet and the building was built in 1991 with original carpet still intact. <laughs> we were talking as we were coming over um, about, about our approach with this podcast and uh, we talked about your being the village librarian. How long have you been the village librarian? <laughs> uh, about a year and a half now. I started in January of 2018, January 2nd. So started out the new year, started out the fiscal year. It was pretty nice. I uh, imagine it's a very public role. I'm wondering what your role is in the village, if you could talk about that and the different hats you wear. So as a public librarian, I am actually a department head in the village, just like the police chief or the fire chief or anybody else. Um, as such, I um, attend all the village board meetings and I report out and share with the village board and the rest of the village what we're doing. Um, so in, in a very administrative role, that's, that is how I function within the village. Um, in terms of being a village librarian, oh, geez, I could, I could spend hours telling you the million <laughs> things I've got to do. Um, because it's such a small library, we don't have very many staff members, we don't have many resources, um, so I am the only master's degree holding librarian oh. at this library, so that means a lot of all the cataloging falls to me, um, I'm the youth services director, I'm the head of adult services librarian, I'm head of acquisitions for the entire library, I do all the administrative stuff and prepping the library board packets and training the library board members, and sometimes if I need to shovel snow and clean kids' toys. <laughs> so it really runs the gamut. Uh, if somebody's sick, I've got to be the one to fill in. Mm -hmm. I'm very much a working director. Okay, good. Um... That, those are a lot of hats to wear <laughs> all at one time. Yes. <laughs> um, have you worked in other libraries, and, and so in what capacity? So before I got this job, I was actually the library librarian over at the school district in Johnson Creek. Okay. Um, so I had the unique opportunity of working with the woman who had this job before as a professional within mm. the community. Um, and as the school librarian, I had an elementary school library and a middle high school library 
which I actually wound up moving into our new building oh. um, in my second year. So if you want to move several tens of thousands of books, <laughs> move a library. Wow. Um, so it, it's been interesting because yep. being in the same community, I've mm -hmm. s served every age you can imagine. I've been officially been the librarian every way you can be in a librarian in Johnson Creek. <laughs> You mentioned uh, uh, working with the, the previous librarian. Would you consider a mentor in a way? Yeah. So her name was Lucy Bledsoe. She was the library director here at the public library for 25 years. Um, and librarianship is very interesting because you are often the only person in a village this size that is trained as a librarian. Right. And so... Um, it was it was very helpful for me as a school librarian to have at least one other person <laughs> that I could talk to, that we could try to set up liaisons between the school and build relationships. Mm. Um, it's easier to convince kids to turn their library books in if you have two librarians in two places yelling at them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, it was it was it was really kind of cool, and then to step into that role. Having seen what she had already done yes. um, was a very unique opportunity. Well, you're, you're fortunate to have had her uh, yes. available. Um, how would you say Johnson Creek Public Library serves the unique needs of the village and the surrounding area? Um, well, one of the big things is we are a small village library. Um, we are very personable. A lot of people actually come from other towns to come to our library because they say we always are meted with a, met with a smile, and it's actually enjoyable to come into this small little library. It's not a big impersonal experience. Um, you know, we still live in rural Wisconsin, and there's limited internet access, especially for some of our farm families. We've got a, a lot of um, uh, uh, townships around us that we serve, and so being able to provide these people with uh, movies and TV shows and free Wi-Fi okay. in our library is actually very, very valuable for our community because they might not be able to, they can't stream Netflix if they don't have broadband at home. Right. And that's still a reality in this area. What are some of the rewards of working in the library. You mentioned, you know, you do work with all ages, but I'm wondering if you could provide a personal story or example of um, a reward or, or something on that theme. Mm -hmm. um, I, working in a library is, is incredibly personally rewarding um, because you provide a service that isn't provided anywhere else in a community. Often you are the only place that literally anybody can walk through the door. They don't have to spend any money. They feel like they can just come and be themselves and not be, you know, discriminated against or anything. Um, and that's, that's super fantastic. Um, I, one of my favorite stories is there was an elderly woman came into the library. She said she and her husband needed to sell their house. And she had no idea where to get started. She didn't know who to turn to. She said, we needed to find a, a, an apartment or a condo. Somebody gave me some websites to look at, but I don't know how to look at the websites. Mm -hmm. So I said, all right, cool. We'll go over to the computer. And then I realized after about 10 seconds, she didn't even know how a keyboard and a mouse worked. Oh, she right. had never interacted with a computer at all. 
And she was clearly embarrassed about this. She knew she needed to get online to make these contacts to do this big, you know, life-changing thing. Yes. <laughs> and she didn't know where to go. So I sat down with her. I showed her what a mouse was, how a keyboard worked, how to move the mouse and, and match it up, and all of those things that a lot of people who use computers take for granted. And when she was done, she understood you know, who she needed to contact next and everything. And when she walked out the door, I realized this woman wouldn't have gotten help if the public library was there. She wouldn't have known where to go. She probably would have been ridiculed or people would have thought she was weird to not know what a computer was. Mm -hmm. But to be able to walk into the library and have somebody just smile and go, okay, and, and help out was life-changing for yes. this woman. Yes. It was fantastic to be able to help her. Good story. Great story. So I was going to ask you about your opinion on the on the continuing relevance of public libraries, and it seems very clear with with all of the uh, services that this library provides, the work that you do, that that it's incredibly relevant to this village. So I don't know if there's anything you would like to say about anything you you would like to add more to to that question about the relevance of public libraries. Well, I, I think when people still think of libraries, they think of, well, you have to check out books and stuff. But I think where libraries are continuing to be relevant is where you said the services, that we need to understand that libraries have grown with everybody and are, are filling in those services that are needed, story times and outreach services, and we have music and memory and all of that stuff is there, it doesn't have to be checking out a book. And unfortunately, our uh, funding model is tied to physical item circulation okay. and doesn't factor in all the other services that we do. Um, so it, to me, incredibly relevant, we just need to start understanding that public libraries have evolved and have evolved in a way to continue to serve what the people need in that particular time period and will continue to evolve to keep doing that because that's what we've always done. <laughs> Good. Um, how many people are, you mentioned yourself and did you say one other full-time mm -hmm. person here? So the I'm full-time as the director. I have one other full-time person. She has been here for over 26 years, which is fantastic mm -hmm. because... She's really, she's really helped me out in my first couple of years here. Um, and then I have two very part-time people, like 15 hours a week. Sure. Um, and, and that's it. So if somebody gets sick, <laughs> I'm coming in for a closing <laughs> shift. <laughs> um, and we will be hiring a high school worker for the summer, oh. which will be really nice. Um, I'd like to continue that as much as my budget can allow. Sure. Um, that's a great relationship to be able to build between the school. Um, and in general, I've accepted volunteers all the time. I have somebody who wanted to volunteer with my teen DIY project this summer. She was so excited about it last year and saw that her, her son loved it. She's like, oh, I'll help out this time. Um, and we are also lucky enough to have a Friends of the Library group. Okay. So they just had our big book sale and raised 550 bucks, wow. which was really nice. And Great. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, they are very active and they're very supportive. I'm very lucky to have the friends of the library. And do you have any other, uh, like a youth group, book, book clubs? I suppose there there are 
different groups that, that use the facility as well from different community groups. Correct. Yeah. I mean, obviously the library is open to anybody. Businesses might want a quiet place to meet. Um, in terms of youth groups and stuff, not really. I mean, I, because of my relationship with the school, I often will be able to call up a teacher um, and say, like, for example, the elementary gardening club is, meets every um, in, in May. And I asked if they could come and plant flowers in front of the sign. And they came and planted flowers in front of our sign out front. And so it's uh, me more taking advantage of who I know and all of the groups in, in town and how they can help the library and get them in here. Great. Um, what, are you, what would you say some of your programming highlights were from the past year? Um, when I took over, one of the things I wanted to do was really expand our programs. Um, so I was very proud that we managed to grow our summer reading program 42% last year. That's very impressive. Yes. Also very scary <laughs> because we were not planning on any of that. Okay. Um, so it, it was it was fantastic. It, we're more prepared this year. We're planning a much bigger kickoff with like a, a rental games and a oh. big blow up rental game and all kinds of fun stuff like that and really making it a big, big event. Um, so that was kind of one of our big ones. Uh, I also wrote a grant for yoga for kids last year. And the, yeah, the Watertown Health um, Foundation fulfilled the grant for me. Great. And so we've got yoga mats and a nice like... Uh, storage cart for it all and we had a yoga teacher coming in and doing yoga for kids um, just really trying to expand what the options are um, one of the things I'm very proud of is when people tell me man there's so many things to do you're bringing in dogs to read at the read dogs at the library and adding bingo and all kinds of stuff trying to get something for everybody even the hard ones like the teens <laughs> You worked with the school when you were in the school, mm -hmm. and uh, her, uh, Lucy Bledsoe was here in the library. You kind of worked back and forth with some, maybe some different programming. Do you? Uh, and I think you mentioned you continue that with the school district now. Uh, are there any other uh, community groups or, or businesses that uh, you work with? You mentioned the foundation, the Watertown Foundation, mm -hmm. I think, in um, for the yoga. Was there anything, uh, any others that you'd like to mention? Um, well, we, we will be having a new um, memory care nursing home coming in, being built, and they have been fantastic reaching out to me and working with me um, to try to build this relationship before their community members move in. Um, and, you know, we're excited because there's no senior center in town, and they will be building this beautiful building, and I don't have space, but I've got programming and library knowledge. So really kind of working with them to start trying to get some outreach specifically out to, well, those citizens who suddenly don't come to our library anymore, but we'll be able to reach out to them too. Um, so that's kind of a big one that we've been working on as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, recently. Um, interested in your uh, library goals for 2019, 2020. Are there any other... Um, are there more things that you are looking at in terms of programming? I know you've done some uh, recent renovations with the um, Children's Corner, uh, uh, honoring your former library, uh, the former librarian. And um, any part, any new partnerships you see 
in the future or a way that you can continue improving the user experience? Yeah, um, I like how you said improving the user experience because that's what I'm always doing. I actually just spoke at a statewide conference last week about that, um, thinking about how can I make the library attractive to bring people into the library. And one was the big thing was remodeling half the library. Um, literally half, you can see where the donation money stopped at the carpet line <laughs> um, for the children's area. So the other half, hopefully in the next couple years, will be doing the adult area. I see. Um, that's a whole different ball game. Way more books, way more storage space. The bookshelves are bigger. I can't literally do all the lifting myself like we did with the children's area. So it'll that'll be a, figuring out where the money's gonna come from, timeline-wise how that's gonna work, and then hopefully we can get the adult area to match <laughs> the children's area. Um, uh, I mentioned I would uh, continuing to work with the uh, memory care unit mm -hmm. as well as reaching out to more um, of the county services, oh. working with um, uh, the county services like uh, the Disability Disabilities Resource Center, oh, okay. um, Aging and Disabilities Resource Center, I'm sorry, excuse me, of Jefferson County um, and trying to expand some of our services and really create the library as a hub where if someone just doesn't know where to go, they can come here and oh, be hooked up with right. someplace. I might not know the answer, <laughs> but hopefully we will have reached out to enough people and created a strong enough web that we can get people in the right direction. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited about creating the video um, with you mm -hmm. about the village librarian. And I love your purple, your blue ukulele. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited in your little BMW <laughs> and your your Mini Cooper. And your um it just it's the whole vibe here is filled with sort of a little sunshine. <laughs> and you walk in and you can feel your decorating that you've done. Um, some of the personal artwork that you've done behind. <laughs> Um, and even the framing that you so are so conscious about, even the small details, um, making sure that there's the clear glass behind so there's more expansion mm -hmm. of a visual wall and there's not an enclosed space. All the little decisions that are put into an environment that make it welcoming mm -hmm. and comfortable. And you can just feel it when you walk in. So I'm very excited. Nice. Coming <laughs> with my drawing board and... Even when you're talking about doing the, the children planting the flowers in front of the library sign and becoming interactive with this space. Mm -hmm. So you can feel that there's community here in an old community. It's as you walk out the door and you see these beautiful buildings along the side. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them have been turned re into residential spaces. Now, right, yeah. But still, there's structures talk about a past. You can feel the present. I love the story about the computers. It would be fun to work with that in some capacity. Mm -hmm. um, and so John and I have been talking about how we're going to put this together, moving our um, concept about celebrating the library, celebrating libraries, but making them more in, really talking about each individual library with its own voice. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going to be so fun about this library from... Um, the visualness outside, even the little gobbler, the old gobbler <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> structure that 
Wisconsin history. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we'll see what happens as we move forward in that creative process. Sure, yeah. And all, I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about how awesome this library is. I mean, it's, it's cool to share my story and hopefully other people learn from it and learn a little bit about, you know, what a library is and that libraries still exist and they're still very, very relevant. So thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. I have some things, you know, because you're talking about a rural area and how do we, how do we go in that and also respect that in this area? Um, the farm, the farming community here, and how revel, relevant it still is. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll be having um, Farm Tech Days, which is the statewide farming and technology, um, massive thirty, forty thousand people come through. That's being held at Walter Grains Farms, just outside of Johnson oh. Creek. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, and so I'll I'll be there with the Bridges Library System with a booth, and we've created a story walk for that tent. Um, and well, we actually got permission from a picture book author and the um, and the printer to use the picture as a big blow up so people could take their photos oh, nice. um, in in the cab of the truck right. on the front of. So when you're done doing the photo walk, you or story walk, you can come over and take a photo. Um, so yeah, we're farming is huge and I, I understand and respect that enough that I want to be right there when I've got half the state. Yes. <laughs> I want them to see, you know, the libraries have got your back too. <laughs> That's great. This is John and Robin Voyles of Celebrate Libraries with a New Ways to Dream podcast. Today we have been visiting with library director Abby Armour in Johnson Creek, Wisconsin. Abby, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, thank you very much for asking me to. This was great. 